shoot. Pull back, step back, three. Bottom! The handoff. Jones for the tie. Oh, he's fouled! And one! He's still loose. Doherty the heave. Oh, oh my God! Southern Utah. Oh, Southern Utah is going to do something he's never done. What's up, everybody? It's another episode of the Straight Out Whack Podcast. I, uh, I mentioned today that I was going to record a podcast episode where I was going to talk about some things. Um, and it's funny that this happens this week as we are about, oh, what, four days away from tip-off of the 2023-24 season. And what's also interesting is that we have some fans that – their schools aren't even in the whack anymore, chiming in on some tweets that I put out about games on opening night. So uh, it's it's just an interesting time. I was watching the college basketball experience, the whack preview with Colby Dant, uh, and I thought to myself, this is a great time to record a podcast episode. Uh, he struggled to pronounce names correctly, which is fine. I, I'm not going to hold that against anybody else. Uh, there's a lot of talk about GCU and how they and California Baptists need to get a football team. Sorry, Colby, I don't think that's going to happen. Neither team wants that. Uh, they have some uniqueness without having a football team and competing against other schools around them. Plus, the Big West, most of those schools don't have football in the Big West Conference. So, CBU doesn't see that benefit. Uh, GCU, same thing. They don't need football to have the resources that they do. So while football, you know, drives a lot, some schools just don't want that. Uh, there's a uniqueness that they have, just to throw that out there. But we've seen the last couple of weeks between the secret reactions to secret scrimmages, reactions to exhibition games, uh, we'll, we'll call them overreactions, right? It's just amazing to me in games that don't matter, games where coaches are trying things out, games against let's be real, high school junior varsity teams. I mean, not, that's not the case for Illinois, Kansas. Um, but when you're playing, I believe it was Embry-Riddle on Wednesday night that GCU played, uh, I believe Carleton played another team that was an NAI school. Guys, stop overreacting to those games. Like, they're just to get feet wet. It doesn't matter if a guy scores 25 points in that game. That doesn't mean he's going to go average 25 points per game a night when the regular season starts. Like, let's let's temper expectations. This is like overreacting to NFL preseason games or spring training games. Like, just temper the expectations. Now, is it cool to see a team put up over 100 points in a game? Absolutely, like Tarleton did and have Ja'Cory Smith go for 30. Sure, that's great, but doing it against that type of competition doesn't doesn't show us anything. Like it shows that maybe there's potential, but it does not show us that that's what they're going to be like night in and night out. I'm sorry, that it just doesn't. Okay, the secret scrimmage stuff, we don't know what goes on in those. Okay, we don't. From what I've been told. Sometimes you play two 10-minute halves just to figure out some things offensively, defensively, try new defenses, try things. 
those are just to play against or to work out and practice against somebody that's not your own squad. That's why they do them. Nothing more, nothing less, period. It's to get your feet wet against somebody that is not your own team. Okay, so I'm sorry. I'm old school. I just don't believe in overreacting to those things. Not, you know, to say that somebody's going to have this big, gigantic season or a team's going to be top 25 or a team's going to be this good because they won a scrimmage. They won a scrimmage. Or, oh, I'm sorry, guys. I get on this rant about that because it's just nuts. We don't know what's going to happen, okay? I know that there was a tweet put out that, you know, GCU has top 25. I'll read it um, about it. That GCU is going to be special this year, top 25 special, mark my words. Mid-Major Madness tweeted that out today. Is there potential? Sure. Do we know that's going to happen? Like, could it happen? Maybe. But let me let me spell this out for you. GCU has hosts San Diego State, right, in December. The only other Power 5 games or even upper echelon games that they may have one is against San Francisco in Phoenix, okay? And then they will play either DePaul or South Carolina. So you get a decent WCC team that may compete, won't win the WCC because Gonzaga and St. Mary's are there. And then you get a bottom-tier Big East team in DePaul or a bottom-tier SEC school in South Carolina. Those are the only potential quality games on the schedule for the Lopes, nothing against the schedule. Like it's awesome that you get the national runner up in San Diego state to come to GC arena to return a home game. That should have happened a couple of years ago. But outside of that, the opportunities to really make a statement in your non-conference schedule are not there. Okay. Like it's just not. And so to say that they're going to be a top 25 team, that's a bit of a stretch, okay? And 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 I say that with all due respect to GCU because they're my favorite to win the WAC. I think they're everybody's favorite to win the WAC. It's all they have come back. Um, but let me let me share this with you. Uh, Southeast Missouri on opening night. Northern Arizona, San Francisco, DePaul or South Carolina, North Dakota State. They get San Diego State number seventeen on December fifth. They go to Liberty on December 9th. That's a quality game. Sam Houston, they were good last year. We don't know what they're going to be this year under Chris Mudge. We'll see. Um, and Louisiana Tech, that's their non-conference schedule. Tell me what games are going to move the needle outside of that San Diego State game. Here's the thing. GCU has the potential to be, oh, let's say one, two, three, four, five, Six, seven, eight, nine, nine and one, maybe ten and zero in whack in non-conference play. If they are ten and zero, and technically we'll say twelve and zero with the fact that they have UTRGV and UT Arlington in the middle of that non-conference slate, you know, as whack opponents. So let's say twelve and zero when January fourth rolls around and they have to go to Southern Utah and Utah Tech, you know, to really kick off. Tip off, whack play. 
Maybe there's talk about them being in the top 25. Maybe. But they just don't have enough opportunities against quad one, quad two opponents to to get into that that discussion. They'll probably get votes at some point, but they have to beat San Diego State. That that's the key. They have to beat San Diego State and they have to win all the other games that they're most likely going to be favored in all of them. Every game this year, except for maybe that San Jose State game, they're going to be favored. Plain and simple. So that's how they can get in the top 25. Potentially. I'm not saying it will happen, but that's how they can do it. Is there potential for this GCU team to be very, very special? Absolutely. We will discuss that, you know, as the season gets going. Um, with Ray Harrison, you know, the WAC tournament MVP back. Javon Blackshear didn't play in that exhibition game, which is smart. You know, have him ready for that season opener on Monday. Uh, Ty and Grant Foster had a big night. Uh, but again, it was against a high school JV squad. Let's just say that. There was a little rust for GCU to start off. Uh, then they finally got going. But uh, I just, I think we have to be realistic that they could potentially break the top 25, but it's going to take a lot of things to happen, period, uh, including a win over San Diego State on December 5th. So we'll temper that expectation right now. If you remember, there was a decision, a vote that came out last week on the NIT, where no longer will conference regular season champions who win their conference tournament or who don't win their conference tournament, excuse me, get an automatic berth to the NIT. Like some have said, if Utah, if this had been in place last year, Utah Valley would not have most likely not been able, uh, not have played in the NIT. Sam Houston, maybe, but most likely not. Uh, People will say the NIT is not that big. It's not a big of a deal, this, that, and the other. And, uh, well, that may be true. It's not as big as the NCAA tournament, sure. But people don't realize the NIT was the national tournament before the NCAA tournament came was began, right? That was the tournament that every team went to to play for national championship was the NIT. With that being said, I don't think this vote is – beneficial at all and i think the ncaa needs to walk it back at some point uh, as soon as possible i mean should the regular season champion in conferences win their conference tournament sure sometimes it doesn't happen i mean just look at utah valley from last year you know they won 20 25 games but they couldn't get that 26 win they couldn't how ironic is it that they led by 26 points against Southern Utah late in the second half, or I should say early in the second half, and couldn't win that semifinal game against a rival, in-state rival, to get that 26 win that would have sent them to the WAC tournament championship game. Pretty ironic. Anyways, but why would you punish a team that wins their regular season championship by saying we we're not going to give you an automatic berth if you don't win because 
well, we want more money or we want a 16 and 15 ACC school who doesn't belong there to begin with. Here's the other ironic part about this. Utah Valley beat New Mexico on the road. They beat Colorado on the road. And they beat Cincinnati, who is now part of the Big 12, to get to the NIT Final Four. And three of the four teams in the NIT Final Four were from mid-major conferences. How do you say to mid-majors, no, we're not going to let you in if you don't win your conference tournament? Yeah, we'll let you go, you know, 18-2 and in, in regular season play, but because you don't win two or three games in a four-day span, we're not going to give you that break. We're going to give it to a team that doesn't deserve it, period. You know, the discussion is that this choice was made because they're trying to combat some plan by Fox Sports who wanted to run a tournament with the power conferences, you know, teams that didn't make the NCAA tournament. Kind of like an NIT invitational type tournament for the power teams that don't make the NCAA tournament. I just, I I don't understand it. Like, people want to see mid-majors upset power teams. They want to see that potential. They want to see that Cinderella story. I mean, Utah Valley, and people say I'm biased. No, it was a great story last year. They smoked New Mexico in the pit. They smoked Colorado in Boulder. That game against Cincinnati, they got to host an NIT game in a packed UCCU center on national television. What schools, why would you punish mid-majors that have that opportunity? I just, it it doesn't make sense. You know, I get money drives everything, but I'm sorry. More people would tune into a Utah Valley beating a Cincinnati than they will a podunk DePaul beating a podunk South Carolina. That's what you're telling people. You'd rather have that game with two bad teams than a game with a good team against maybe a semi-quality opponent. It just doesn't make sense. And it's wrong. And let Fox do their thing. If you were to hold an NIT with some of the power commerce teams that you could get, plus the mid-majors, I think you'd have better ratings, period. I know, like, some of people on Twitter say, you know, we're we're discussing the NIT. Yeah, we are. Because what they don't understand is for mid-majors, the NIT is a big-time thing because how many mid-majors these days get at-large bursts to the NCAA tournament? We've already seen that trend where power conferences are pushing out or the committees are pushing out mid-majors who deserve to be in the NCAA tournament for really bad power conference teams, okay? I mean, FAU, San Diego State, they showed last year that mid-majors deserve to be there, right? It's just just one of those things, okay? Um, You know, then we had Farley Dickinson beat Purdue in the NCAA tournament last year. Like, that's what people want to see. So I, I really really hope that they run this back and make the change that they need to make. Okay. Uh, It's just one of those things. It's special for mid-majors. They need to understand that. 
and they need to understand that Cinderella stories can drive ratings. And Utah Valley helped those ratings last year. Plain and simple. Let's uh, let's talk about this opening week. We'll, we'll talk about opening night. We'll, we'll get to opening week as we, you know, let's do some housekeeping real quick. Uh, congratulations, Texas Rangers, on winning their first World Series. I know there's a lot of Rangers fans that are Wack Hoops followers, Wack Hoops Nation followers. Uh, so if you want, get your championship gear. It'll be in the description below. Um, it's good stuff. I was, a, I'm a Cubs fan. Uh, so I understand the pain of not winning world series for a long, 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 long time. Uh, fortunately in 2016, they were able to do that. Um, I will applaud the Rangers for beating the team that basically knocked the Cubs out of the playoff race, uh, in the Diamondbacks, you know, it's great run by the Diamondbacks, but, uh, yeah. Also along those lines, I know a couple of coaches have asked me where they get a hat like this or the other hat that I have. Uh, we do have a shop that you can go to. I will put the link to that in the description below as well. So make sure you get your Wack Hoops gear. Uh, show some show some support for the brand as we go along covering this great conference, talking hoops all season. We're also make sure you subscribe to the YouTube channel. I, I mentioned that uh, hopefully we get to 200 subscribers by you know tip off on Monday. Uh, if we do, we will have a drawing uh, two people will win all session tickets to the WAC tournament in March in Las Vegas at Orleans arena. So make sure you subscribe to it. We also are going to have bring back the WAC wager. We're going to talk about some, the lines for each game, uh, especially against division one opponents. So uh, Monday morning, we will have uh, the first episode of the 2023, 24 season uh, WAC wager episode. So be sure to subscribe to the YouTube channel and follow us on Spotify. Uh, you know, we're all over the place. So be sure to follow us, subscribe to us, follow us on Instagram, follow us on Twitter, Facebook, wherever you are. Uh, so that you can get those updates so you can keep track. Uh, so we can, you know, keep this brand growing. It has grown so much and I appreciate it and wanted to let everybody know. Uh, just be sure to follow us. And uh, like I said, get your Wack Hoops gear at the link in the description, as well as if you're a Rangers fan, boom, get your championship gear now. Anyways, let's look ahead to opening night. Like I said, some fans, I, I don't even know if I want to call them fans. Uh, some people have tweeted at me about the list of five games that I put out for opening night. There were some big games around the way. Southeast Missouri State at Grand Canyon obviously jumped out for some oh, it's not a big game because Southeast Missouri has this Ken Palm ranking or they were this or they were this. Listen, for WAC purposes, for WAC hoops purposes, any game against a Division I opponent is big, period. It doesn't matter what that opponent's Ken Palm ranking is or what their net ranking is. It's big for a couple of reasons. First off, the WAC is trying to move up in the Ken Palm rankings, right? They were 11th in 2022-23. Right now, as it stands, in 2023-24, as we get ready to start, they are 13th. They are behind Conference USA, Missouri Valley Conference, uh, the A-10, West Coast, Mountain West. Um, so they are, they're there. They're in the mix. So any win against a Division I opponent is big for the WAC. So that's why it's big, okay? Second off, Southeast Missouri was a 
tournament team last year. They won the Ohio Valley Conference. GCU went on a crazy run between Michelob Ultra Arena and Orleans Arena to win the WAC tournament and go to the NCAA tournament. So two NCAA tournament teams going up against each other. Why isn't that big? That, that, that's big. It doesn't matter what their record was. They both earned their way to the NCAA tournament last year. The third one is the fact that it affects resume senior systems. Yeah, it's opening night, but it, it'll, it'll affect resume senior systems. So let's take some examples. SFA last year loses to Alcorn State and Northwestern State at home. That was a huge hit on their resume seeding points. If somehow, I, I, I say if, as it's just a huge if, because I think GC is probably going to be a 15, 20 point favorite uh, on opening night. If Southeast Missouri beats GCU, that will be a significant hit on the Lopes in terms of their resume seeding system. And the reason for that is they don't have enough opportunities down throughout their non-conference schedule and in the conference play to override what they could lose. They could probably lose, I'd probably say 0 0.8, 0 0.85 points if they were to lose at home to Southeast Missouri State. That's how important it is. That's how big it is. Because they want to be the number one seed. They want to, if they want, if they win the WAC regular season, they want to be that number one seed. They don't want to be what happened to Utah Valley last year where it was like a half a point, not even a half a point behind Sam Houston that kept them from being the one seed. So that's why it's big. Okay. The other thing is it's another statement for the WAC. You know, hey, we're one of the best mid-major conferences in the country, period. That's why it's big. It's just like Southern Utah at Cal State Bakersfield. People say, well, that's not a big game. Sure it is. Okay. One, it's against a big West. Two, it's against a former WAC foe. Three, Southern Utah has a new head coach and an, almost an entirely new roster. Plus, they're playing on the road. Road wins get more points than home wins in this resume seating system. So Rob Jeter, you know, and his crew, if they get a win over the Roadrunners, that's big. Like that, that's just there's just so many storylines that people don't understand. You know, obviously. We'll say the Tarleton at Virginia, ACU at Oklahoma State games are the biggest games. Sure, because if you upset either one of those games, because neither one, neither team is going to be favored, okay, on the road against a power power conference team, no, they're not going to be favored at all. You get that upset, kind of like Sam Houston did last year at Oklahoma to open the season, or Utah Valley got over Oregon, or or you know, CBU got over Washington. Those are big wins, obviously. I I kind of hold those in less esteem than the other ones against other mid-majors just because there's no expectation for a WAC school going into those games against power conferences. The expectation by most is that they won't win. As Tarleton showed, as Tarleton showed that they can handle playing against power conferences, absolutely. ACU, same thing. But just to temper expectations, there's no expectation in those games. You're hoping that they go in and compete, make things interesting, and if the upset happens, awesome. It is a great day for the WAC, period. But those aren't games you're expected to win. Games against Southeast Missouri, games against CSU Bakersfield, 
even a game that UTA, UT Arlington has on opening night against Oral Roberts at College Park Center, you got to win those games. Those are games you're expected to win. Those are games against similar competition that will impact the WAC significantly. So win those games, period. Uh, that's the big thing about it. People don't understand that that's what, that's what the focus should be. Okay, let's hope we go get an upset. Let's go work hard. Let's go, you know, play our game and do what we do and see if we pull off the upset against power commerce teams. But let's win the games that we should be winning. That's the big thing. Last year, Utah Valley lost on a buzzer beater at Wake Forest. Probably should have won the game. And then they lose to Morgan State in Jamaica a couple days later. That killed their, their one seed for the WAC tournament. SFA, we've talked about them. They had a decent season, but they lose at home to Alcorn State and Northwestern State, games they weren't supposed to lose. I know the injuries and all that stuff went on in Nacogdoches, but don't lose the games you're not supposed to. CBU lost to Cal Poly last year. Don't lose those games. Plain and simple. That's why these games are big. I could have put the games against non-D1s, but those games don't matter. Those games are get your feet wet, get get your feet under you, and get some momentum as you get into, you know, the rest of the week. So that's why I put those games as big games on opening night for the WAC. If you don't if you don't like that, that's fine. I know some fan bases hate whenever anybody talks about TCU. So I get it, you know, whatever. But think outside the box and outside of your hatred for one school to see why those things are, those games are big for the WAC, period. Okay. The other thing is I'm looking forward to it. You know, the WAC is right behind CUSA. Uh, Commerce USA has a significant uh, point advantage right now. I believe it, I'm looking at its, its points. It's almost 1.39 points ahead of the WAC in the in the preseason Campom rankings right now. There are 20 games between the WAC and Commerce USA coming up. Thursday, December 9th, or not? Huh, I shouldn't be getting into December already. November 9th, uh, I'll be at one of them uh, when Utah Valley heads to Sam Houston, a place where. Utah Valley has never – so Sam Houston's never beaten Utah Valley. I, I know I'm going to jinx Utah Valley by saying that, but it's true. Uh, two years ago, Utah Valley went down there, came back, and beat the Bearcats in Huntsville. The Bearcats just couldn't hit a shot late in the game, and Fardos Amac and the, and the Wolverines walked out a winner. Last year in Orem, Utah Valley just destroyed the Bearcats on opening night of whack play. Uh, so – We'll see what happens this year. Uh, a lot of new faces in Orem, new faces in in Huntsville, new head coach in Chris Mudge for the Bearcats. So uh, that'll be an interesting game to start. We will go from there. Uh, but yeah, twenty games in this in this Conference USA whack situation. I say that it's eighteen in the in the Conference USA whack alliance. Uh, nine teams in each conference playing two games each. And then uh, Stephen F. Austin and Grand Canyon both play Louisiana Tech. 
So we will see what happens in that regard and, and how we go forward. But uh, it should be a fun season. Guys, like I said, subscribe to the channel, the YouTube channel. Make sure you follow Wack Hoops, Digest, or Wack Hoops Nation excuse me, on all the social media platforms, YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, or X, I guess you could say. And check out, you get your Wack Hoops gear, like I said, description, link in the description. Guys, it's going to be a fun season. Make sure you tune in to WAC Wager. We're going to have that on a daily basis for when we have games uh, around the WAC. And uh, looking forward to an exciting 2023-24 season. Everybody enjoy the rest of your Thursday. Oh, one last thing, too. We will be putting out the WAC Hoops Nation Players of the Year on the men's and women's side. Our all-WAC teams um, that myself and our contributors uh, voted on. Um, and our preseason polls Friday. So be on the lookout for that. Anyways, like I said, enjoy the rest of your Throwback Thursday. Thanks for listening to the Straight Out of Whack podcast. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and other podcasting platforms. Be sure to subscribe so you never miss an episode. Remember to follow us on Twitter at Wack Hoops Digest and Facebook under Wack Hoops Digest for all your Wack Hoops news and information. <laughs>